Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. With me today, Van and Shy. And how's it going, guys? Hello. And we are continuing our Matrix Trilogy discussion this week. Last week in episode 97, we discussed primarily the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, Today, we will be continuing our conversation and focusing more heavily on the Matrix Revolutions, uh, the final film in that series, or I guess perhaps the third film in that series, since potentially there's a Matrix 4 that we may or may not get to in our discussion today. Uh, Not sure if we'll push this out and do a third part. It kind of just depends how this conversation goes and how much we don't do and don't get to. So uh, before we get to uh, our discussion on the Matrix, we will have a Matrix adjacent question of the day question of the day today is if you found out that the matrix were real would you take the red pill or the blue pill and why and just to refresh our memories the red pill is the pill that takes you into the real world the blue pill you fall asleep wake up in your bed tomorrow and believe whatever you want to believe let's start with yeah you're quite welcome you're we'll start with you then van red pill Blue pill? Do I... Not, not to make every question of the day more complicated like we always do, but <laughs> do I fully grasp the concept of, like, that the Matrix is real? Do I know it's real? Let's let's like, say you're, you've are you got the same type of knowledge that Neo had like at the time oh, when okay. he was offered. So you... You kind of... You know a little enough about it to know that what's going on, but perhaps... It's one of those things I don't think you could truly understand until you live it. Red pill. You know mm. conceptually. Okay. Yeah, red pill. No doubt. Why? Undoubtedly. Because if I knew that the the blue pill, the, the, the reality I was living in, was merely a construct, then it can go away at a whim as well. However, if I'm in my real body, I feel like I might have more control over my life i guess someone can't pull the plug on me instantly like if it's a simulation great robots decide you know what simulation's failure it wasn't a good test let's shut it down do i die or what so let me go into the real world even if it sucks and at least i'll be living my true self fair what about you shy haven't we already decided on this podcast and none of us have free will anyway, Van? So what does it matter if machines are controlling you or your, you know, psychological construction is? Yeah. Um, oh, you're green flashing too, by the way. Yeah, it didn't happen there for a second. Um, so we're basing it on, yeah, we're basing it on in Matrix 1 when he first meets Neo, meets Morpheus, that scenario. Yeah. Um. I am not the kind of guy who would, first of all, ever be in Neo's shoes. <laughs> I've never been in like some kind of hacker CD underbelly. I don't think I would take. I don't think I would take any pill. I think of a, <laughs> of a shady guy like Morpheus with his sunglasses and his trench coat was like, "Are you gonna take the red pill or the blue pill?" I'm like, "I'm getting the the heck out of here!" Like, you're I think freaking that's me essentially, out. That's essentially uh, taking the blue pill. Like, yeah, I think that's probably that's what I would do. I would have like, taken two red pills if I was legitimately in there in front of Morpheus. So I think, and I think that's the challenge, right? Because I think if you're talking about, like, looking back on the trilogy, if we knew what, like, if you had that knowledge and you're like, oh, do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Then, like, I think my answer would would slightly change. But, yeah. So you wouldn't take it because you don't trust the person giving it to you? No, yeah. So so then let's tweak the question because I think that kind of dodges the actual question, which is really, in essence, would you choose to live in the matrix knowing that it wasn't real like or would you choose to live in the real world knowing that it's not it's like a lot harder of a world to live in yeah you know it's a much more dangerous and um taxing existence so i think and this has been my answer and i don't think that like maybe this is an answer either but i think my initial gut knee reaction especially if you like told me like kind of like cyphers deal where like you can choose to continue to live in the matrix but like you'll be all powered up right like all of a sudden you're rich and famous and like you're stronger faster whatever like there might be an instant like gratification like like trigger in my brain it's like oh yeah that sounds nice you know like that might actually be tempting but i think the problem is long term like 10 years down the road after living in the matrix after making that decision and you know this whole time that that's not real 
I think I, I don't know. I would hope that I would I would take the red pill, um, just because. How would you sleep at night knowing that the life you live every day isn't isn't real? I don't know. So, yeah, go ahead, man. I have two comments. One, actually, a question: Do we ever get a follow up on Cipher? Whether they held true to like, like Cypher they should have died. at least like, huh? Cipher died. Yeah, didn't oh, Trinity yeah. kill him? That's right. No, uh, he was killed by Tank. Oh, Tank. Yeah, yeah the little brother. Yeah, yeah with the lightning little brother. Gun. Yeah, little brother. That's right. Never mind. Dozer. Which I forget which one was the older, which one was little, what whichever okay. one of them. But the little brother, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, believe it or not, yeah. Believe it or not, you're still gonna still burn. Gonna... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I actually I want to talk about this question in the context. So I was thinking about it. If I were Neo, would I take the red or blue pill? But really, the question is, if I were me, would I take the red or blue pill? And that's yeah. a much different question. Yeah. Because if I take the red pill, what happens to my family? Like, are they offered the same exact thing? I won't have this house. I won't have anything here. I won't have none of this. My This whole existence doesn't exist anymore. Right. Well, technically, hmm. like, you kind of come to find out that your family, like, are they really your family? Or are they right. just other people? Like, Well, they're your family yeah. regardless, but are they blood-related at this point? So, right. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, mm, that's tough, man. I don't know. I don't know. I... I think I'd stay here. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my answer to the blue pill. Unless I can guarantee like they can come with me. Then mm. I'll, we'll all live in this crazy ass place together. I would encourage that. But um, no, I don't think I would leave this or my family to go blue pill it up or red pill it up. I think it's, it is difficult. I mean, I think going back to what Shai said about not being able to sleep at night, I think that's kind of where Neo was in the first movie like that's kind of what they alluded to is that like he knew something wasn't right he felt yeah, trinity like, so the whole thing yeah that like you you know you kind of know that something isn't natural and so yep. it feels kind of wrong yeah. um, it's the question you know? that keeps you up at night it's the question right. you know that yeah blah, blah, blah. Yep. yeah trinity's whole yeah. spiel yeah, i mean i think you guys bring up both bring up good points i think it's it's hard to especially i think i have a very good life so i feel like it's difficult to to, to walk away from that but i mean it, it i you know i don't honestly know what i would do and if the situation was presented to me i think i think i'd be more likely to take the red pill i think um it would be hard as you say to keep living in a reality that you know is a fabrication um and you'd probably want to know like what's the real deal um i think it would be hard to then just go back and live a normal life after that but yeah, it's hard to say. It's just really hard for me to, to say what would happen until I actually was in, in the moment. All right, well, you know, if you, our listeners, you know, have an opinion, whether you take the red pill, the blue pill, or as Shai said, run screaming from the strange man in the trench coat who tried to <laughs> eat drugs, uh, which, I mean, the dare the dare people would be happy with you, Shai. They, you, you learned well. You just said no. There you go said no drugs um let, let us know we have uh some some contact info we'll provide that to you at the end of the show so let's get into the matrix revolutions nice now that we've gotten through all of them we kind of held off on this last time or did we did we already rank the movies i feel like we said we i think were i cheated i think i mentioned did. it i don't know let's just rank them real fast in order of of favorite i'll, I'll go first i still think that the 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 first one is still my favorite, uh, but it's very very close between all three of them really. I'd still go one three two in that order, but uh, it's a very narrow margin. It really is. Um, what about you, Shia? Remind us what you had for your ranking. I mean, I think it used to be one three two for me, but it might now be one two three. Just uh, have a new appreciation for two now. <clears throat> and Van. One two three. One two three. Okay. So you guys both put two above three now. Uh, so yeah. let's good. let's get into it. What did you guys think of Revolutions? Uh, let's start with Van. No, don't start with me. Start with start with you, the more well versed individuals. No, you're the one who's seen it most recently. Yeah, you probably the most recent. Memory, yeah. Most recent. So, um, it was more difficult to follow than two, but it was enjoyable. It was action packed. However, there are many times where, like, Shini was walking by, and she'd be like, oh, well, why do they need to do that? And I'm like, I don't know, really. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch and see where this goes. So it was kind of hard to follow at points, but um, 
so overall it, like it was pretty you cool need to watch it a couple more times yeah and it, and really that's exactly what like to true matrix fashion right. that's probably certainly true and yeah who knows i might i might enjoy it more but i'm not gonna can watch you, it again to follow up on a podcast fair enough can you i mean you have a lot of time i feel like you know just you just know, in my in my infinite time, time per day yeah, yeah so weren't you just telling us how much free time you have on your hands? I feel like yeah, you I think that's, that's, that I think that's how the, the conversation was going. Uh, um, what do you recall? No, it was good. It was... Do you recall in specific any of the things that like either you didn't get in the moment, or maybe that you still that you still looking back? So or like towards I the end, <laughs> okay. So towards the end, I get when Naomi has to give up her ship so that Neo can go in. Neo doesn't know why he needs to go in, but he needs to take the ship, and he says only I I can go, and I know why I need to go. And then Trinity goes with him, and then they hop back on the ship, and then. Naomi's flying again to get back to so this is yeah. a question she's like okay well why is Neo going out and I'm like I think he's trying to stop the machines from attacking Zion and they said yep. okay well why is Naomi and the other ship going back to Zion and I'm like I think she's trying to stop the ships from attacking Zion <laughs> like so but well, I, I mean they're, they're just doing two different ways I guess or yeah no no not quite so so Neo's going to the the machine city to basically like entreat with the machines to basically negotiate with the the head of the machines. Uh, he doesn't quite realize that, but that's why he knows he needs to right. go there. Right? right. Naomi, the rest of them are going home. Like Zion's their only home. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just trying to get back home and like try to, they're trying to basically beat the machines there so that they can help with the defense. And of course they do not, beat the machines there but that was their goal like they were hoping well, they to get temporarily back beat the machines there attack. and then they get yelled at and scolded and yeah rocked well, front in front of the console yeah. yes yeah but no overall i thought it was awesome it was action-packed the special effects are great i don't remember how cool those freaking avatar machines were i actually like those things yeah. a lot those things were super awesome i'm glad that the new mouse got a, a pretty big role to play the the little uh little kid who was 16 yeah. years old fighting in the war and all that stuff and he finally got made his impact on zion and Military and everything like that. Um, it was good. I, I like what they did with the Oracle a lot. And how, so from what I understand, when Agent Smith killed the Oracle, he then absorbed the power of foresight, right? And yes. then the way I can, so that it's not supernatural, and correct me if I'm wrong, would you both agree, or is it your understanding that the Oracle was so foreseen because she was like a supercomputer and could just process more like we've had discussions in the past of ai and you can literally just calculate everything or how did the oracle get her powers because she was a program also but how did how did she get her powers of foresight i don't think that's ever explained but i do i mean they talk about her at some point that she's a program that's like she's a rogue program right so she really doesn't do Maybe she's not doing everything she spoke. She was made to do, but I don't think we were ever told how she got. Well, she's certainly to not. see she, the future. Yeah, she <clears> mentions <throat> how she pays the price for yeah. helping out Neo, and she said, "You know, the real trick is whether you would make the decision again, knowing that you're going to be penalized for it." And here I am in front of you guys making the decision again. So, but yeah. no, I, I like what they did with the Oracle and and all that stuff. Overall, it was a it was a good movie yeah. actually. It was a cool way to explain because I guess the the original Oracle had died in real life. And that's why they had to change the, the actress. Mm. But I thought that was a cool way to explain why it's instead of just like I wanted the same person. I was going to ask want, you all that too. Like, did she yeah. just not resign? No, or she, like, she passed away. I believe. I believe she passed away in between two and three. And so like, they were like, instead of just pretending it's, you know, that nobody notices it's not the same. It was a cool way to do that, to say, yeah. we can actually build into the story that, like, I helped you and I had to pay the price for that. Um, yeah. I also thought it was interesting, too, that, you know, she talks about, you know, we can, none of us can see past the choices we don't yes. understand. Right? She can't see past the choice that she didn't understand, which was why she would let Smith take her. And Smith can't see past... The, his final choice, which is to take down Neo, like he's like, I've seen this, I've been here, I'm standing here, and you're over there, you know, like oh, he wait, can't no. pass that choice <laughs> yeah. because he doesn't understand it. Um, and so I thought that was a cool through line. Yeah, but overall, I I really enjoyed it. It was it was awesome. Shy. Well, I've I've showing Van. I have a I have an index card. I was taking notes on while watching the movie. So there's a number of things that I hope we get to talk about, but I won't uh, jump into all of them right now. 
Um, the two things that I thought were cool that Van didn't bring up yet. Um, I really thought that was it the opening scene when they were in the train, the train station was that was near the beginning, right? Yeah. I really thought his interactions with that Indian family were very interesting. And the very use very of the dad's name, the dad using the phrase karma and him being like karma. Like, yeah, and he's like, it is what we were made. It's like doing what we were made to do. And then, yeah. like, I love how, like, I feel like the whole film, it ends, like you were saying, with Smith facing down Neo, basically walking what he sees as a predetermined path. Like, Smith yeah. is ultimately, like, like he is, the, like, anti-free will. Or, like, he feels like he is, like, a, like, I wrote down, like, a captive of fate. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want there to be choice. He, like, and I mean, that makes total sense, I think, with, like, a he program, right? right? Like, well, never since the very beginning, <clears throat> his first, his first kind of catchphrase from the first one. Yeah, it's inevitable, Mr. Anderson. Inevitability. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely. That's always been his, his company line. And that fits so well with, I think, like a computer program. You think of something that was programmed to run, like it doesn't think, it doesn't do whatever, it just does what it does. And so, like, I just thought it just was like, I felt like a nice, like, loop across the whole film of like this kind of yeah. message of like things are the way they are. And then I, I just wanted to, I, <laughs> this was a dumb, this is gonna be pretty dumb, but I, I liked it. I caught two specific what I thought were throwbacks to A New Hope in the film. And I thought it was interesting that they were both in there. And it made me think like, did they like, did the Wachowski, was it the Wachowski brothers were the directors? Like, did they specifically try to like throw some like Easter eggs in there? Like there's a scene. I'm pretty sure this is the scene I wrote and the quote happens. I think this is where it happens. But when, uh, when Neo fights Smith, but Smith's in Bane's body and he yeah. sees that it's Smith. Cause at first he's like, like Smith yeah. knows, obviously he's trying to hint at it. And like, and, and when he makes the realization, he says, I'm pretty sure he says, no, it's impossible um or no he says no it can't be it's impossible like exactly what like luke says to vader and then also there's the scene where um naomi um you know they're i think they're on their way home and then they get cut off and they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna go on a mechanical line and he, or maybe it was before they go um and uh and um they i just got distracted by something something happened in twitch and i think i have something turned off so it's a loud sound effect I just heard. Um, but so like she's gonna go mechanical, and then the other captain's like, nobody, can, no one can fly to mechanical, and she's like, I can. And I was like, oh my gosh, like New Hope, like like they're gonna fly down the trench, you know, on the Death Star. So I don't know. I wanted to bring that up. It's, it's kind of a was awesome. It's kind of a loose loose threads right there. But yeah, like when she was doing flips and everything, and he's like, I didn't know the ship could do that. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. His reactions, yeah. yeah. He was an interesting character, right? Because he like he was kind of a dick. But like not that much of a dick. Like he was, he, like he was a real back, dick to Neo. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's like, I don't take my ship, blah blah blah. But the, you know, like he wasn't like an evil guy. Like I like characters like that that aren't, you know, like necessarily white knight paladins. Like, oh, they're so good. Like, you know, this is such a good guy. Like sometimes there's people who are jerks who are on the good side too. Anyway, so that train, <clears throat> that train was a simulation of a backdoor into the Matrix, right? Is that what that was? Yes, it was. A, it. it was basically like a side program to the Matrix. And that crazy homeless-looking guy yeah. was the train, train the train man. Yeah, and he worked for the French guy. Yep. And then he was just helping get Karma and his family and the girl into the Matrix or something like that, right? Out of the Matrix, was, right? Out was, of the Matrix. He was getting the girl. No, he was getting the girl from the machine city into the Matrix. Oh. See the girl in the Matrix, right? She's hanging out with the Oracle. Basically. Yeah, that's right. Matrix. That's right. Because she was going to be deleted from the machine city. Oh, gotcha. And, and then that's right. when Neo was like, why would you go through all this? And he's like, because I love my family. And then he's like, why are you so surprised? And he's like, well, I've never heard a machine talk about love before. And he's like, karma, it's like love. And yeah, the whole conversation. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um. Well, I obviously like the movie better even than two. You know, I put it above that, so I, I feel very good about it. Um, I think I like that. Specifically, I really love how um, how it ties back to a lot of things. Um, I talked a little bit in our last podcast about his discussion with the with the elder, or the the councilman, or whatever, talking about how the machines are using each other and things like that. And, you know, he has that conversation with the architect that says, you know, we're, this is a level of existence we're willing to take, but now it's gone a step further. And with Smith being like 
basically wrecking their whole shit, you know, there's that's not the level of existence that they were willing to, to accept. Right. And like, I thought it was cool that it did come down in the end to him being like, hey, we need to help each other. We once again, we need to rely on each other for our mutual survival. Um, and like, even the machines were like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, we have to work together on this. And um, I mean, I, there's obviously a lot of religious imagery at the end of the at the end of it, you know, with Neo kind of spread out like on the cross, essentially the, the cross imagery there when he's when he's taken and everything. But um, I think it's one of the things I was thinking about when the movie was going was like, why do they really need to fight? You know, like, why do they need to, like, have this long, drawn-out, like, punching, like, like, what does this have to do with anything? You know, um, like, but, uh, like, I think it was, I kind of realized as I was watching it, I felt like he almost needed to, like, convince Smith that it was real, you know? Like, if he just walked up and been like, okay, take me over, mm. you know, he would have maybe smelled a trap. You know, he wouldn't have believed it, but like by by struggling basically to the end of his power is what kind of convinced Smith that like I've I've won and now I can do this. I thought I thought that was interesting. Like the idea of like what must it be to like go into that fight and you're like you're fighting this guy, but you know ultimately you have to lose. Like that's the whole point. Like you can't win this fight. And like not only that, like you're literally gonna die in like moments like it's like you're basically just like the last thing you're gonna do is like fight this guy like it's got like what what must that be like in your head if you know that like as soon as i let this guy win i'm dead like do you know what i'm saying like how that must be like kind of a surreal experience like you're basically spending your last moments like you're extending your life by like fighting a fight you know you have to lose it was kind of a i never really thought about it before but it was kind of a strange idea to me I mean, yeah, you're taking ahead. a different approach than I than I took. I didn't. I guess I never thought of the fact that he went into that thinking he was going to lose. Like, I thought he went into it like he went to the machine city, found out that he was negotiating with them. They allowed him to go in and fight Smith one last time. And I th- always thought that he was going in thinking he could beat Smith, but like the mach- like, really? but like no, like allowing the machine then to like take that last step if he lost, which is what had to happen. Um, but I don't know. Mm. That might just be short sighted of me. What do you think, Van? I'm kind of along the lines of shy, but again, it's where he went in not knowing that he had to give his life and then realized that, hey, this might be a better method to just give this up and let the machine do its thing or something like that. Interesting. So you guys think that he went in intending to win the fight, but then didn't realize till the very end that he couldn't. So I guess I never took it that way. I always thought when the machine says, and if you fail, and he's like, I won't. It's because he knows what he has to do, but it, I mean, it, that's an interesting, it, I could be wrong, certainly. I, and maybe it's open to do interpretation, but maybe we should just get the Wachowski brothers on the podcast. The, the Wachowski the sisters. Call, call them up, Van. Yeah. Sisters. I think you're right now. Let's do that. Maybe, maybe that's what four is about is answering this question. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> All right. So I do want to talk about one other thing about that ending, mm-hmm. which is like, Shy mentioned, uh, both of you guys, I think, mentioned the special effects. Like, there were some pretty cool things that they do. Like, one of my very favorite scenes is when, like, the giant swarm of uh, Sentinels burst through the roof and they're all like, and like the Sentinels are just falling, but they're like, they're just still going. Like, that was a cool, those were some cool scenes. So cool. And then, yet at the very end, like, when you have Smith's like final attack, do you guys remember that? Where he just kind of like, floats down and like chest bumps him or something like every time i see that i'm like what the fuck like that looks like something out of like a cheesy like 50s Street film like, yeah. like he's attached to strings and they're like and i was just like what the hell like there was some it's funny how it went from like there's some really cool things and then some really yeah questionable uh, questionable <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right, well, what do you guys want to talk about? What other uh, themes, topics, ideas, things? I know Chai's got a list. Do you have anything, Van, before we go down Chai's list? 
I'll just keep jumping. Let's just uh, keep keep going around the circle. If anybody has something to talk about, let's go. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. You're next. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Defer to Shy. Okay. Because <laughs> he has a bigger list than I do. Well, no, I mean, my, we've already chewed through a bunch of the list. In fact, most of it probably. But uh, I think talking about just like visuals, um, I've always loved the scene you talk about, Smiley, where like, and just like that whole moment. They're waiting in the room, that yeah. giant dome, and like, and then you start seeing like the dust, and you Crack. start seeing cracks, and all of a sudden it opens, and just like there's, there's an awesome wide shot where like you see it looks like it's I've always thought it looked like a digital painting almost, like it's got this wide shot of the dome, and it's just like there's like a shaft of light going through it or something, and like there's this hole, and all of a sudden you're right, like the things just start coming through, and like it's just it's beautiful, like it's weird to say that about a scene from like a movie like The Matrix, like you don't think of people like man that is art right there, but like I feel, I've always thought that like I remember seeing it in theaters when it happened, I'm like oh my gosh this is this is outstanding, yeah. um, and I think just another scene that I always thought was really cool and really struck me. This is something I took a note about, but like in that scene when they're going to the machine city and the, the mines are coming at him and, and he's like, we need to go up. We need to go up above the bombs and they go up yeah. and they go above the clouds and they peek into the, into the above the clouds and they see the sun. And it's like, I stopped. And I'm like, it's so weird that in this like action thriller, we're like up to this point, it's been almost nonstop action. There's been dialogue, but this has been a very action heavy, fast paced movie. There's this moment of just like, it just felt poetic. Like it just felt yeah. like there was just, it was like calm and beautiful. And then they're back into it. Right. <laughs> and they like duck back into the clouds. And I was like, what, how cool is that? I don't know. And one of the cool things about that is when you remember that that's the first time either of them have ever actually probably seen the true sunlight with their own eyes. Yeah. Right. So, but you said the key word, the true sunlight. And I thought this was interesting too, because it did have a huge impact on me when I saw that also, like emotionally, I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like I can, imagine how beautiful that is and whatnot but then it was like wait but they've seen sunlight before they've seen it in the matrix they have seen something just as beautiful that the matrix constructed but this one like why does it feel so much different this time just because we know it's their true eyes uh, it was yeah it was pretty, that was pretty also cool, too cool like you, can, you might remember and that they talked about how in the matrix everything it's like you don't notice it but it's not the same as the real world like everything's kind of got that washed out kind of drab greenish color that's like you don't notice until it's pointed out and so like i wonder that like you maybe like if you've lived in the matrix your whole life like you may not realize yeah, you it, might be like, able to notice you may never have seen anything like mm -hmm. that it kind of reminds me of dark city uh to do a throwback to that where we did yeah. the comparison we're like they were like, do you guys ever remember it not being nighttime? And they're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, can you think of a time? Yeah, was it yesterday? Was it last you know, night? And, when was it? I feel like the Matrix might be a little bit like that for them. That like, That's kind of how it's portrayed, where like time seems to like shift around a little bit where like especially in the first one like it's not really clear how he's getting from like place to place it's like one minute he's in the club with trinity and the next minute he's waking up and then you know yeah. like you wonder how much of that is that is that like that in the matrix where it's mm -hmm. not like it's a it's still it's meant to look like the real world but maybe it's not quite as has the quite the fidelity that we think of and i mean I also, when you were saying that, was thinking about like Final Fantasy XI, right? Which we've been playing a lot. And how like, you can see some kind of beautiful landscapes and, and places there. But like, is a sunset in Final Fantasy XI or in any game that we've played, oh. as beautiful as it is, is it the same as seeing something potentially in it's real pretty life? pretty beautiful in Valheim. Yeah, it, what, You're on like a boat. Yeah, and the... absolutely. <laughs> but like, it's not quite the same. Though. Right, but it's not it's the same as Hawaii thing. a week ago with the ocean and the smell. Of all that right. shit. Yeah. yeah, there's something different about it, I think. Um, dang it, I wanted to make a point too, and I knew I was going to miss this. <sighs> okay, so said, oh, wasn't wasn't Neo blinded by that point? Yes. Yeah, so he didn't get to see it with he his didn't. eyes. Yeah. Only Trinity did. Right. That's fair. Um, do you all talk a little bit? We I referenced this last time about Neo as a messiah versus a man. And kind of, I thought it was an interesting look that they took about that. It was more from Reloaded, right? Where he's kind of struggling between, yeah, like, what do the people need and what does he right. need? You know, what what happens when <laughs> when you're all of a sudden, everybody thinks you're responsible for for the world, essentially, you're like you're the prophesized chosen one, and like what? But what about like your personal needs and things like that? Um, and I, he definitely struggles with it a little bit 
at a higher level in revolutions as far as like what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought in the second one, it was a little bit more personal to him. And I think, again, that's a, a lot about, I know you guys were very critical of the, of the mosh pit scene uh, in the second one, the cave scene, but you know, like him getting to have that time with Trinity to actually for himself, I think that was part of what that was about. But uh, I mean, what did you guys, did you guys find that interesting or did you think it was kind of, you know, it was kind of like a little side idea. And I wonder if you guys felt like it was something you liked kind of exploring into that, or if it was more took away from, or, or you just didn't care about it. Yeah, I was indifferent. I mean, I would notice some and, and I didn't know if it was a hat tip or what, but like there were clear obvious points when they were making references to him as the Messiah. Like you said, when he was off on the card or, or even before that, when he like, when his energy explodes, right. And he has all of his appendages out and everything like that. And you could have simply had the orange light be all of his appendages, but it wasn't, it was just the cross across his chest and from his head down, like just a a blatant reference to, to religion or, you know, yep. um, Catholicism as a religion specifically. And yeah, so it didn't, I didn't have an opinion one way or another. I was just like, okay, hat tip or throwback or nod to or whatnot kind of a reference thing. But it was, I mean, it, both two and three are littered with references all over the place of that. Yep. Shai, what'd you think? You've got a little bit more of a religious tilt to your life, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I just agree with Van. It felt, I don't, felt, I don't feel like it was, uh, it was, the thread was pulled enough to make it feel like it was a serious attempt to make him like a, like yeah. a real messianic parallel to like Jesus. And so I think it was more like, it just felt more like Easter eggs kind of like, Oh, he's the one he's shaped in a cross. You know, he's their struggle. Like some of that stuff. Um, Interesting. I, I'd, I'd I'd be curious from you guys though, talking about that is like going back to two really quickly in that scene with the architect, did either of you guys think like, Oh no, like what's, what's Neo going to do? Is he going to go save Trinity or is he going to go like turn himself in? Did like, did either of you guys like really in that moment have like a, like a question in your mind about that? Like, I guess to me, it was just so clear he was going to go save Trinity that I'm like, I, I guess that. that also, I don't know. And her name is Trinity. Oh, <laughs> oh, well now that you mentioned that van, no. <clears throat> who's the third one? I, I actually, wa- I actually wonder what the, like, did she choose that name or was it given to her? And mm-hmm. like, what, what, you know, what does that mean to her? It'd be an interesting thing. I wonder if they'll ever go into that in the fourth one. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else on your list, Shaw, that you wanted to get to, or uh, the, I had one last note. Um, okay. no, I had two notes. One we kind of touched on, but it was the last fight scene. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. And I got maybe the sense that maybe you weren't either smiley. I don't know. Maybe reading into no, it, but like, um, I wasn't really, it's too, it's too long. And I wonder if there was yeah. some part, I wonder if that was part of it too, though. I wonder if like, there's, I don't know. I, I didn't really suss this out like in my own thinking, but like if there's a reason why they made it as big and long as they did. Right. Cause like so many of the action scenes in those movies are so good. They're tight. They're well choreographed and they're just like, they happen happen rapidly but like that that fight scene just like it felt like watching a live action dragon ball z you know episode. yeah well yeah um, and especially like for me it was like for one it just seems pointless it's like okay smith has like a million clones and like you're fighting one of them hand to hand like what's the end game here like what are you gonna accomplish with that and two like like the first part was okay. Like when they're, when they're fighting, like at least that was kind of cool fighting in the rain, but then like when they go up in the air and they're like flying at each other and like, yeah, it just, it, to me, it just seemed like, okay, we have to have some kind of huge climactic battle and pull out all the stops. And it seemed more that it was for the movie than the story to me. Fan thoughts. No, I have, I was um, sidebarring in my head about the question that I want to ask Shy, going back to religion. I wasn't listening to our podcast at all. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, we want to ask your question? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> Shy, do you, what was Bane's role in the Bible? Because he's biblical also, isn't he? Bane? Bane? Or isn't there Bane in the Bible or something like that? Oh, uh, there's Baal. There was, uh, there was a god named Baal. But... Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't think... Not familiar with Bane. Never mind then. Unless, like, I mean, as, 
as a personification, maybe he could be like the Antichrist or something, like a physical manifestation of like if Smith was like the devil or something. I don't know. Um, well, that actually goes into a, a conversation I was thinking we could have too. Like we talked, I think, in our previous podcasts um, about was Neo really the one or was Smith the one? I think there's a mm. there's a movie theory out there that Smith is actually the one. And I was kind of watching a little bit more closely this time. And I really am convinced that the Oracle really tells it the way it is. When Neil asks, like, who Smith, like, who is he? What is he? And she says, he's your negative, your inverse, right? The result of the Matrix trying to balance itself out. I really think that, like, when you think about the way this movie went and like why are we watching the matrix like what's the point of seeing this story if this has happened six times four like what's different about this one well this one has a different result why is it different because it's not just neo he has another side he has smith like them together is what allows it to have a different outcome than the previous iterations mm -hmm. right like smith is the threat that they actually need Neo to do something different in order to, to kind of set the timeline on a different path, so to speak. And so I, I really have come to believe that it's not that one or the other of them is the one, but they're actually both the one. Like they just like, they're just two sides of a coin. They have to function together in order to really change things. Um, I wonder what you guys, if what you guys think about that. Yeah, mind blown. Blew my mind. All right. It's good. Yeah. Well, I think when when you refer to the one, typically referring to one, an individual or an instance or an entity that would better your goals, right? So your society, your your everything. So it's kind of like, how do you balance that with saying the machines have one goal and humanity has another goal, but yet they're both the one. So could it have tilted either way? Could it have gone the machine's way completely? Because in this instance why well, kind of didn't go the humans way either because it kind of left it up where they're both still existing and they have this epic war and they're really nowhere else they just kicked the can down the road <laughs> yeah right for worse right yeah. yeah but i think i think that you could definitely make the argument that the humans are better off than they have been the previous six iterations right, yeah. of the of the, the other war. option was what wiping them all off the earth yeah, yeah killing everybody in zion and having 26 or 23 people yeah to rebuild zion with and everybody else is plugged into the matrix now the people plugged into the matrix are going to be freed who if they want to be and zion persists and so it's kind of like the numbers are evening out a little bit yep so what yeah. was it was it 10 men's and 10 men and 13 women i believe, I believe, it, was seven, I believe it was seven and 13 seven and 13 like i wonder like seven and 16 something like that I'd be curious to know, like, if that's a completely arbitrary number or if that's taken from some kind of, like, sociology, like, principle. Like, I wonder how they came up with those numbers, like, yeah, as far as, like, good. a repopulation, like, ratio. Right. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I had a, my last note, and it's kind of lighthearted, but so one, a pet peeve of mine in films, and I have a lot of pet peeves in films, but one of them is people trying to yell. And like be emotional. I don't know if you guys ever get this, but like so often you see like an actor try to like be like look really emotional, especially like scream or yell, and it just comes across as like half assed. I don't know. Like I don't know if that you guys ever struggle with that, but like so many times in the movie I'm like, I'm not feeling it, man. <laughs> like you're not you're not being authentic. <laughs> but man, that commander of the APU unit, like yeah. those scenes where he's just like yelling and like firing like i was like man this guy this guy can yell like i, I made a note about it i really appreciated his uh, his acting i thought he did a great job so <clears throat> do it kid i thought he had a better speech than morpheus so. i didn't i didn't i didn't pass the training program neither did i, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all inspired That's so good um, so speaking of that um yeah. I feel like episode or yeah, episode two was more quotey than episode three. Do you yeah. guys have any big quotes from from three? I have I have one that I remember, and it yeah. was after Neo made the deal with the robot, and he, or I think it was Neo and the robot. Maybe it was somebody else. And they're like, "Oh, are you really going to keep my promise?" And they're yeah, like, "What do you think I am, human or something?" Like that. The very end, the Oracle talking to the architect. That's right. Yeah, 
Yes, and he's yeah. like, "Will you keep your word?" And he's, "Yeah." What do you think yeah. I am, human? Yeah. <laughs> I liked when I like when. Um... Oh man, I just lost it. What do you got, Shy? Let me let me recap. I mean, I gave you the New Hope quotes. Um, when you guys go yeah. back and watch oh, it, yeah. look for that. No, it can't be. It's impossible. And the uh, you know, no, it, well, and the no one can pilot the camera. And the Neo, I am your father. That was that was kind of weird. <laughs> Out of context, too. It didn't make sense. <laughs> it's just, just weird. It's saying that it's weird. The response is exactly the same in both situations. <laughs> just saying. I'm definitely a big fan of um, of when the train man is like. You don't get it, do you? Yeah. Down here, I make the rules. Down here, I'm God. And I thought that was Good. again going back to kind of the the idea of the one as 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 the savior, like like that idea that like he didn't have the power down there. Like he could, he had, you know, he's the one and all this stuff. But like in the trained man's land, he's nothing he could do there. And he got wrecked. The single did. kick couldn't do anything about it. Into yeah. the wall and broken tile. And he's like running in a circle and he's yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I do have a qu another question that I just yeah. remembered um, about the whole train man scene when train they're man. trying to. Okay, so I have two comments here. When they're trying to rescue Neo from the train man, right? So it's Morpheus, Trinity. Is there another person or is it just. Yeah, the, um, no, it was. C C Sifa or Sifu or whatever the name was. Right? Yeah, Seraph? Seraph. That's it, yeah. Seraph, yeah. So. Um, I thought it was kind of silly that they redid the whole gunfight scene with the pillars and the fucking stuff breaking off. Just like, like a basically uh, yeah. reshoot of, of, of the first yeah. episode when they went into the, the military facility or whatever it was. Yeah. There was um, so I thought that was kind of silly and, and it was long. It was just as long as the first one. And I'm like, okay, like it was super amazing in the first one. This one could be cool if it didn't happen in the first one, but it was just more of the same. So that was my only comment yeah. about that. The second part, is um i don't fully understand how they got the frenchmen to agree because at the end they're having this mexican standoff and then all of a sudden she's like well i'm gonna kill everybody unless you let me and then the guy's like okay and just lets them yeah like it just seemed yeah. weird to me well no she was gonna kill him right yeah she, yeah but Trin all trinity like, had him and yeah. she's like i'm tired of this bullshit you're either gonna bring it to me or i'm just gonna kill us all and, and then i'll be dead and i won't have to worry about it and then persephone is like she'll do it she's crazy yeah. she's in love <laughs> it's love and, can't stop her. and and he's like uh all right i guess so and yeah oh. like he's and just that's all like, it was right it was just like was, his, her conviction it, is so strong mm -hmm. like their love for one one another was like so obvious that like yeah, that he, like, okay. he, well, he believed that she, like, you think most people, if they're like, I'll kill us all, it's like, yeah, really? Really? Yeah. You know, like, but he was, he was convinced that she would have taken him down, even if it cost her herself. And he was like, you know, it was calculation, right? Not worth it. Not worth getting my head blown off by this chick because, you know, I'm keeping her boyfriend hostage. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I took from it. Yeah. I think those are two great examples, like two great, um, opposites of like the idea of love too right like neo and trinity and the merovingian and persephone and like just kind of like where a relationship can go as someone who's single <laughs> and isn't involved in a relationship but like you see kind of both right you see the relationship where like people drift apart and like there you wonder like even why and maybe even like they fight each other you know what i mean like that's very much the merovingian persephone like they almost uh, you know you almost wonder like why are you guys still together and like you know but like obviously for some odd reason they are but then you have like neo and trinity who are like you know they truly care about each other yeah very realistic though i think a lot of people that happens yeah. in a lot of marriages right like so I'm you, saying, don't tend yeah. to, you don't tend to your marriage you kind of grow apart you grow distance but you're still married you have a life together and you've built something together and it's like it's hard. Yeah. There's a lot to walk away from, and I think you get a lot of people in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting interesting parallel there between them. Um, we were talking about quotes. I always really love the ending quote um, from from Smith and and Neo's final battle, where he's like, "Why, why, Mister Anderson? Why do you do it? Why, why, why do you <laughs> persist? Why?" And he's like, because I choose to. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Shy, that like, it's really, that is really the ultimate distinction they're trying to make is that even though it kind of gets them to the same place in the end, which I think goes back to that conversation with the dude in the, in the railway that like choice does matter, even if it 
doesn't, you know, like that's what they're trying to say, right? Like Neo represents choice. And even though he didn't really have a choice as to where he'd end up, he chose how to get there. It's kind of like the, uh, the idea of like the journey versus the destination that like, regardless of whether you get to the destination at the end, how you chose to get there is, does make a difference. Like it, there, there's a, there's a difference between getting somewhere honorably and dishonorably or fairly and or unfairly. I think that's really what they tried to show. There was Smith as the agent of inevitability against Neo as the champion of choice. And even though they got, it was inevitable in the end, but he felt like it was important for him to do it his way. I don't know. I always, I always just love that. I love when he stands up and says, because I choose to like brings a little tear to my eye. All right. Any other, do you want to talk about any other favorite scenes or moments or quotes? Anything else you guys got? Or have we gone through this? And we even go back to the whole trilogy, trilogy as a whole, if, if we want to expand it out. What about uh, what about Locke as just like the ultimate negative Nancy? Like I don't know, and I feel like that really came through in Revolutions. Like you kind of yeah. like, kind of just don't like him in two. Like he's just not unlikable. But I feel like in three, like whenever they did something that you're like, yeah, he's like, oh, and then you did this. Like this is the bad. This is what was wrong about that. And it's yeah. like, oh, like you're right. That does kind of bring yeah. me down. Like you can't was, see um, more than five minutes in front of you. Or, and that's the <laughs> yeah. problem. And, yeah. <laughs> problem with you people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was. He, he was definitely. Not. He was definitely an asshole. But like, I actually thought he was more relatable in the end because like he is trying mm -hmm. to do his best mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like he and morpheus are obviously meant to be opposite sides of a coin and opposite sides of how yeah. philosophy like true like rationalism and and uh you know analytics versus mm -hmm. spiritualism and and belief and and kind of mysticism and you know he's basically saying like i'm just i'm just like his whole time he's very consistent he's running it by the numbers like he's almost more of a machine thinking as as van pointed out before it's very much a calculation to him it's like mm. we need x y and z to happen if we want to win and you know you have to think about these things and i'm not i don't have time for superstitions and saviors and stuff um you know uh, that was a good quote too where it's like do you think we have a chance and he's like you should ask him he's the one who believes in miracles <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's true. You can see his frustration, right? Like, like imagine if you're in charge of the defense of your entire, everybody, you know, and a bunch of weirdos are like, the great <laughs> star is going to save us. We need three ships to check. And he's like, you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to win a war here. Like, you want to go do this bullshit? Like, that's shit crazy. Like, we see it from Neo's point of view, so we're sympathetic there. But, like, you could very easily paint a separate picture where, like, you're like, no, Locke is, like, not that far off here. And, like, just because he turns out to be wrong in the end doesn't really change the fact that, like, he was really just doing his best. Like, he maybe didn't have to be such a prick about it. That's fair. But, <laughs> you know, he, he makes some good points when you view it from his point of view. He's a good character, though. I like it. You have to admit to it. Like, I mean, this other dude, like, imagine, like, taking a step further. This weird cult leader who wants to steal ships from your defense for something you think is bullshit also stole your girl, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come twice. on now. Like, twice. Yeah. Like, personal. He's with him. Now he's with her. Now he's back. She's back with him. Like, yeah. It, that was a little bit convoluted. But I thought it was cool. I, I liked that interplay. I thought that was an interesting. I, I thought that was a great plot point to have in there all right are we wrapping up do we got did we get what we need to say out here what else you guys want to talk what about did, before we get question. what did y'all think about bane like what was his bane. role in the whole thing besides just being a pain in the ass or was that literally it like it seemed weird he he has some very huge moments but he's not in the movie often. And it just seems weird that they would give such pivotal full scenes to somebody who's not in there that frequent. Wasn't like a character well, I mean, who was developed over time and all this well, stuff. Well, I mean, in a way he was, though, because Bane is just Smith, right? Like, it's Smith working was through. Was he always Smith? Yeah, from the first time we see him. Oh, Smith basically shit. takes him over right at the beginning. And Never so it's mind. basically... Makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's basically Smith interfering, right? Like, it's Smith sabotaging their counterattack plan. It's Smith right. blinding Neo, trying to take him out, 
before he can yeah. become a troublemaker. Like, yeah, maybe if you look at it through that lens, because remember the very first yeah, time we see right. Bane is at the is at that meeting at the beginning of two, where they're coming back with the instructions on where to meet the Oracle, mm-hmm. and the one guy goes through and brings the instructions, and then Bane doesn't make it. He gets caught by Smith and turned into Smith. And so, Smith right, so what's with the self mutilation if he is Smith? That's because yeah, Smith, Smith, Smith is Smith. messed up. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Smith, remember. He's like, what I'm it? stuck in this world. It's wet. It smells of putrescence. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's well, right. He wants to cut himself. To, he, I mean, you have to remember back to Smith's conversation with Morpheus in the first one. That was oh, yeah. right down that line. Remember? Mm-hmm. He's like, I, okay. you know, I, I need to get out of here. You need to give me these codes because I can't stand it here anymore. It's the smell, you know, he like basically Smith hates humans and then he's basically trapped in the body of one. And I mean, imagine what that would be like if you're a a computer, if you're a machine and then you find yourself in the body of a human, how fat, like he's basically just like dissecting himself to like, see like, what is like, look how easy this thing bleeds. It's so feeble. Like, yeah, that's, that's what all the mutilation is about is, is like. He doesn't. Smith does not respect the human form, right? <laughs> like it's there to be destroyed. All right, I'll allow it. Did you guys ever have to read excerpts from that? I think it was a short story, of, like in high school, the Metamorphosis. That sound familiar? I've read, I've read the Metamorphosis. Yeah. Where like he wakes up in the body of a cockroach, yeah. and like just think about that. Like that's like the equivalent of like Smith in Bane's body, right? Yeah. Like if you woke up yes. one day and you were a cockroach, you're like, I want you. Know, what the hell? Like, I want to get out of here. Like, you know, like this is disgusting. Yeah, nice. like, my cockroach legs. <laughs> Not what I would be doing. There you go. I mean, it'd be a bit different. You couldn't hold a knife. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Poor example. All right. Any other questions, ideas, concerns, talking points? Um, Going back to two, I really didn't like the twins. Just want to say that. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned that I last time. Actors, but I hated the twins. It's weird. I don't know. The whole lot. They were just odd. Annoying to fight for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't. I didn't mind them. All right. They're all right. All right. Well, should we talk about Matrix Four a little bit then? If we mm-hmm. have no plans, like what we do don't. Know? Know. Here's yeah. what we know. It's not a whole lot. It's a. From what I've heard, it's it is not like a prequel. Or a like side cool. story. It's it 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 time timeline wise. It's after the events of mm-hmm. the Matrix trilogy, whatever that means. We know that Neo and Trinity are in it. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves reprising their previous roles. Um, the Wait, Barrel Fingen, Are they in it? That's the question everybody has. We're not really sure. That's why people, when they first found that out, they thought. Oh, maybe it's a prequel or something, but apparently it's not. Uh, I guess the Meryl Vingen's in it. The Oracle, I think, is in it. Um, I My understanding is Morpheus is not, or at least Lawrence Fishburne has confirmed that he was not. He was never mm-hmm. called about it. So, and um, I thought somebody else was in it. Um, oh, uh, Naomi. Is in it. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be. Oh, in the it. Frenchman's in it too. Yeah, the Merovingian. I said that right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't. Do, you, do we know if Persephone's in it? No, Agent Johnson. Who was that? Oh, that was like that's like the main like non-Smith agent. The, He's in like, it. Beefy one. Yeah, kind Looks of the like thicker, army dude. Yeah, yeah. Thicker set one. But I guess Smith is not in it. So, no. but that's all we really know. Like Keanu Reeves is quoted as saying that he thought the story was very compelling and um, relevant to today's, to the problems of today. And that's why he wanted to do it is he was compelled by the script. Um, so take oh. from that what you will, but yeah. Christina Ricci's in it. Who? Christina Ricci. So Yeah. What's the? What? Do we have a timeline on that? Do we have like an estimated production? Like, it, is it, is it, it in production? Year? Is it? Dude, it, yeah, it's supposed to be like it's December. Like December. I think it's December, so probably four <laughs> months away. So yeah, um, what do you guys think? I mean, let's. We don't know much. What would you say your hopes are? Like, what if? What do you hope this movie's about? What questions do you hope they answer? Or what? 
do you think they do you hope they do with it considering as van astutely put like most of the people who are in it were dead at the end all right do you think there's like so as i mentioned earlier also i think you know all they did was kick the can down the road okay we're not going to fight you guys now like right. there has to be a wrap up to that because so at some point in the future okay. So there's an overarching question to be answered between the machines and the humans. That's fair. Right. Is do you agree to and and you I don't think the movie can end with an agreeance that we're both symbiotic and we need each other. Like I don't think it can end that way. I think it literally has to be with the complete fall of destruction, the rise of plants and organic life and all this crap and rebuilding Earth, kind of like Wally, or the entire entire demise of the human race where <laughs> machines take over. Wow. Sorry, man. What do you think? think? Shy. What if four starts? I don't know how Keanu Reeves will, will play a part. That's all a mystery. But like, what if it turns out that he, they came to the agreement that humans decided to enter the matrix again, because it was the better for both sides. Mm. And like, all of a sudden this is like somehow Neo and Trinity are having to like rescue a humanity that has chosen this or like, um, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. What do you think, Smiley? And then I got a sidebar question. I don't. I'm not sure. Like I, I really liked. I mean, I, I was sad that they both died, but I actually really liked that. I thought it was bittersweet. But like, you know, I, I think it made it more emotional that like they didn't like have a everything tied up in a bow and a happy ending. Like they had to make the ultimate sacrifice, both of them. Like, and I. That's why I guess I feel like I, I thought that Neo went into that fight with Smith knowing he was at the end because he'd already lost trinity like he didn't have anything yeah what does he care waiting for him yeah. like that like they like it was like this is the last thing i have to do this is my fight like i think he pretty much said from the beginning he didn't expect to ever come back from the machine right. city regardless like hmm. like he says that to trinity like i don't expect to come back and she's like yeah no shit that's why i'm coming with you right. uh, so and he already knew that too as soon as i walked yeah. in here <laughs> so like i the only thing that I worry about is I hate I'd hate for them to cheapen those deaths by having them come like some kind like how are they no, coming like they back? John Why are they Snow. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, Jon Snow, like I could have told you that he was coming back. And I haven't actually seen that, but like when I read the book, I was like, Okay, I think the white the the the, the red lady's gonna have a hand in this. So I knew Jon Snow wasn't gone. But regardless, that's something else. Um but anyway, what's your sidebar? Is that bar? our next podcast? Yeah, no, it's a sidebar. <laughs> it would take right, me so as long... Oh, yeah, never mind. No, go for it, Shai. I would say it would take me as long to watch games of Game of Thrones as it has for you to, to read Ready Player One. Like, I've, I've not watched any That's of it, so, true. like, it would take true. forever for us to get there. You better to read the books. All right, so episode 200. Got it. Um, My sidebar is... So, for, first of all, we have to believe that other worlds exist with other humans intelligent life and all that i think i'm pretty sure we've had this conversation on this podcast before i don't remember where we all lied but it's irrelevant to my point um so say there are thousands of other civilizations out there and we can all see a, a foreseeable future where machines could end up taking the world it's very possible that literally this exists somewhere in our universe today that a that the fall of their intelligent existence has fallen to robots and there literally could be a freaking matrix planet out there where this is actually happening today and that's yeah. that's just bizarre I would, I would accept that. That was a cool, kind of the cool thing about the Matrix that from the very beginning, especially the first one, was that like it was always like not that far fetched, right? It was something where it's like, okay, we don't really believe this, but like you, it, we exist in a world where like you could actually see us getting there. Like it wasn't yeah. a crazy story that's like, oh, it's like you know, yeah. this could happen, right? We could build an AI that then we end up going to war with and. You know, yeah, I think that was one of the cool things about the whole the whole trilogy. Shy, you look like you had something to chip in on. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we did it in two episodes, gentlemen. I think we've yeah. I think we've run our course on this. Do we have any other anything else to say? So I had we... the Xbox game, by the way. Oh, the Matrix. Matrix game. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool first time. So. I never we need to get together itself. for Matrix Four. So let's start Ooh, planning our trip yeah. together now in December. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, um, I want to say too. It sounds like we may be coming to you at a different time next week. I think Van's got a conflict on our normal Tuesday night, so um, 
don't know, maybe Van, if we come up with another night that we're or another time that we push it to, maybe you could tweet something out. Yep. So for people who are looking to see things in, uh, no, we to, don't. to join us while live. Oh yeah. We got a little interloper back Peachy. there. Uh, Peachy's, Peachy's in the house. You see how she blends into that door though? She's a little ninja. Yeah, it's like a collar. All I see is a floating collar. <laughs> She's like phantom <laughs> black, like black on black. She disappears. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you for being with us for episode 98 of the Focus Target Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, if you have uh, thoughts about The Matrix, The Matrix 4, The Matrix Trilogy, we'd love to hear from you. We can be found on Twitter at Focus Target. Our YouTube channel, Focus Target Podcast, has all of our previous episodes, as well as some of the off-topic stuff we've done, some of the streams we've done. A lot of stuff on there for you to check out. Uh, We have an email address the best way to contact us is our email that's focustargetpodcast at gmail.com and of course we are streaming live on twitch.tv twitch.tv backslash focus target podcast so for the focus target podcast thanks for being with us i'm your host smiley this is shy and i'm ben as always covers organs we're out Peachy.